Hey guys, um, I have another rather odd sermon for you this morning. Um, we'll try to turn to some to return to some semblance of normalcy next week. But um, before I read my text, and my text is Exodus chapter twelve, I want to show you something. Uh, I want you to see something out of Exodus nineteen, which is just seven chapters in front of that, or in front of my text. <clears throat> so. There's a, there's a statement in Exodus 19, verse 4, where God is speaking, and he says this. He says, you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. We're told in verse 1 that this is three months out of Egypt. They've been, they've been out of bondage for three months. They have arrived at the wilderness of Sinai, and you've heard of Sinai before, where Mount Sinai is, where they got the law, and that's in chapter 20. And so God calls Moses and says, Here, here's something I want you to say to Israel. Say to them this, you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Guys, if for, if for nothing else, the, the prosaic, the poetic value of those words, they're beautiful. How I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. Guys, to what do you think he is referring? Well, he really tells us in that verse. He says, you see what I did to the Egyptians. You know what he's referring to? He's referring to our text. He's referring to Exodus chapter 12. And, and it is his assessment, it is his, his estimate of what took place in, in Exodus chapter 12. He looks at Exodus chapter 12 and he says, do you see? Do you see how I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself? You know, I, I don't know what your perspective is on Exodus chapter 12, but that's his. What, what's taking place here in Exodus, Exodus 12 is that he is bearing us on eagle's wings, bringing us to himself. Now, guys, most of you know that, that I have used Exodus chapter 12 for over a year now. It started in May of 2012. I've used Exodus chapter 12 as my text for the Lord's Supper meditations. I've broken it up, I chopped it up into 12 different sermons, and we've used them on these, these uh, Lord's Supper Sundays. I want to use Exodus 12 one more time, today, in its entirety. What I want to do to you, what, what I want to do with you, is I want to read the whole chapter. I want to put all those 12 pieces back together again, and I want to read to you the whole chapter. And, and as we go, I'm going to remind you of kind of the major theme, a sentence or two, um, on the text as we, as, we, as we weave through here. But I wanted you to hear this story that God said was when I bore you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. <laughs> so... You follow in your copies of that which is inerrant, infallible, inspired. The very mind of God is black words on a white page. And let me read it to you, and we'll pause 12 times in the text 
as I uh, make some points. Here we go. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the month of the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. You might recall that I, I, I tried to draw your attention to the fact that once God drew us to himself, we started over. It was a brand, it was a brand new beginning. I, I had one birth on January the 14th of 1948, but I had another one. I had a new beginning in September of 1970. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the 10th day of the month, Every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to what each can eat, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of this month when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. I said to you a year ago that, that the centerpiece of this, of this meal called the Passover meal was, was a lamb, but not just any old lamb. It was a, it was a lamb that was unblemished, one without, without any any kind of fault or blemish in it. It was an unblemished lamb. And then, then they, they shall take some of the blood and put it on the doorpost and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall eat it. I pointed out that this lamb whose, whose blood we hide behind, that lamb was to be roasted, not boiled, not baked, because this lamb was to undergo fire. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted, its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until the morning, you shall burn. In this manner, you shall eat it with your, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Guys, it wasn't the meat of that lamb that delivered them. No, no, it was the blood. It was a deliverance that was wrought via shed blood. This day shall be for you a memorial day and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations, as a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven out of your houses. For if anyone eats what is leavened from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. On the first day you shall hold a holy assembly and on the seventh day a holy assembly. No work shall be done on these days, but what everyone needs to eat, that alone may be prepared by you. And you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for on this very day I brought you, you your, your host out of the land of Egypt. 
Therefore, you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a statute forever. In the first month, from the 14th day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the 21st day of the month at evening. For seven days, no leaven is to be found in your houses. If anyone eats what is leavened, that person shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel. Whether he is a sojourner or a native of the land, you shall shall eat nothing leavened. In all your dwelling places, you shall eat unleavened bread. This emphasis of no leaven, no leaven, no leaven, no leaven. The whole idea was that once you're my people, uh, leaven became a symbol of sin and it was, it was to be eliminated. God's people were never to be comfortable with sin. Then Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, go and select, your, select lambs for yourselves according to your clans and kill the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and touch the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. You shall observe this as this right as a statute uh, for you and for your sons forever. And when you come to the land that the Lord will give you as he has promised, you shall keep this service. And when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? You shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians, but spared our houses. Um, and the people bowed their heads and worship. Then the people of Israel went and did so. As the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. I, I tried to point out that blood was the line of demarcation. It was the line of divide. I called it a watershed. And I pointed out that on one side of the blood was life and on the other side of the blood was death. As midnight, at midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, and all his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where someone was not dead. Then he summoned Moses and Aaron by night and said, Up, go out from among my people, both you and the people of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. Take your flocks and your herds as you have said, and be gone and bless me also. All of this death, all of this destruction brought on on an entire nation because of unbelief. The Egyptians were urgent with the people to send them out of the land in haste. And they said, we shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading bowls being bound up in their cloaks on their shoulders. The people of Israel had also done as Moses told them, for they had asked the Egyptians for silver and gold jewelry and for clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they let them have what they asked. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. Here's a whole nation plundered left behind with the, because of Israel's request, plundered because of their unbelief. 
And the people of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, 600,000 men on foot besides women and children. A mixed multitude also went up with them and very much livestock, both flocks and herds. And they baked unleavened cakes of the dough that they had brought out of Egypt, for it was not leavened because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not wait, not, nor had they prepared any provisions for themselves. I drew your attention to these words, a mixed multitude. This multitude was made up of all kinds of people, black, white, pink, and green, but they were united because of their common belief in this shed blood of an unblemished lamb. The time that the people of Israel lived in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of 430 years, on that very day, all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It was a night of watching by the Lord to bring them out of the land of Egypt. So this same night is a night of watching, kept to the Lord by all the people of Israel throughout the generations. Not only did God deliver them, Not only did he extract them from Egyptian bondage, but he brooded over them. He watched over them. He cared for them. He provided for them. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, this is the statute of the Passover. No foreigner shall eat of it, but every slave that is bought for money may eat of it after you have circumcised him. No foreigner or hired servant may eat of it. It shall be eaten in one house. You shall not take any of the flesh outside the house, and you shall not break any of its bones. All the congregation of Israel shall keep it. If a stranger shall sojourn with you and would keep the Passover to the Lord, let all his males be circumcised. Then he may come near and keep it. He shall be as a native of the land, but no uncircumcised person shall eat of it. There shall be one law for the native and for the stranger who sojourns among you. It wasn't enough, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't enough simply to leave Egypt along with that great mass of people. No, no, no. Israel's God needed to become your God. It didn't benefit you a whit simply to be in the mass. God had to be your God. And then finally, all the people of Israel did just as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. And on that day, that very day, the Lord brought the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt by their hosts. That is, this great act of deliverance accomplished completely by God himself, apart from any contribution that, that, that they may have made. He looks on this great event called the Passover as explained in Exodus chapter 12 and he looks with delight and satisfaction upon his people and he says do you see how I bore you on eagle's wings and I brought you to myself all of this which may seem such a detailed lengthy description of an event the father looks upon with satisfaction and says that's the event where I bore you on eagle's wings I took you out of bondage and I brought you to myself it is that ladies and gentlemen that we celebrate in this sacrament. 
a sacrament which points us to Jesus Christ, who is the unblemished lamb. It, is, it was his flesh that was roasted in the fire. It is his shed blood that unites us into a body of people who have this in common. We were all born on eagle's wings. And through the finished work of Christ, he has brought us to himself. Come celebrate that along with me. Our Father, I do thank you for what, uh, is, dis- which, what is on display in this sacrament, but also what is described in this, this chapter, an event that, that you describe as being that event when you brought us to yourself. And so, Father, we understand that only through this unblemished lamb who was roasted in the fire of God's wrath, whose blood was spilled on our behalf, only in that Christ are we safe. It's not that we need a Savior. We need your Savior, that Savior, the only Savior, Christ Jesus the Lord. So would you meet us around this table and remind us, remind us how you bore us on eagle's wings and brought us to yourself. We ask it, of course, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, guys, um, just as we prepare for this sacrament, just three quick things. If you're not a member of Grace Evan, that means nothing to us. Um, as long as you're trusting in Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone, this is for you. So don't hesitate just because you're a, a, not a member here. Come be a part of this sacrament. But may I say this too? If you are, I guess the word is harboring, some, some secret, unconfessed, willful sin, Stay away. We'll do this again October the 13th. Go get that straight. Go take care of that, whatever it is. Maybe it's between you and your spouse. But get that settled and then come back and participate alongside us.